Praise God. For those of us who are connected at this time, there's a prayer I want you to pray. It's very short, just before the session begins, but I want you to pray it intensely. Pray that you would be all that God called you to be. You would do all that you were created to do and you would have and enjoy everything that God made available for you before the rapture. It's a very, it's a very important prayer and I want you wherever you are, if you can unmute your mic, unmute your mic. the next two minutes, pray intensely, pray intensely. The devil is out to ensure that a lot of Christians derail, but you will not miss your way. You will not miss your way. You will be all that God planned for you to be. Ma <laughs> <laughs> 
Praise God, praise God, praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be praying. I'm going to share. We we're going to be praying using one of the prayer points that um, we've been using to pray this morning. Um, we're going to pray for the prevailing situation of this country. So you, you um, personalize it to your country. Jeremiah 1, 9 to 10. It says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. Pray and nullify all plans, propaganda, and false statistics. End at restraining at reinstating lockdowns or related restrictions in your country. Pray for the security situation of your country. Frustrate every plan and effort of evil doers to incite violence and bloodshed in your country. Pray for Christians that have been persecuted for the sake of the gospel. Declare that all these issues and more are changed even now in Jesus' name. Policies are being enacted to overrule these mundane and evil laws, and the word of God moves with such freedom and power on our streets, bringing many to salvation and causing those who inhabit the land to experience the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us all kindly unmute ourselves right now and begin to pray using this prayer Ele 
earth is filled with your goodness, O oh God. The whole earth is filled with your salvation, O oh God. The whole earth is filled with your glory, O oh God. Riva Kora da Basuza Pale Kiza Kata Lenda Kala Dosha Lamanda Katala Paronda Satela Grando Sasekidija. Riga Doja Namanda Bragadelo Kranda Kasatakaya. Bola Branda Karadezuzane Varadoja Namanda Karabuski. Ele Kiza Kapayala Vashata. Yes, Hallelujah. Ligo Tosha Lapanda Kabaya. You O Lord have put forth your hands, Hallelujah. And you pull down, you root out, Hallelujah. Liga Sande Kila Granda Kabaya. You destroy, you throw down, Hallelujah. Lekerebo Sunde Kila Bangrudosh Kalamanda Kabaya. Anything that is not of you in the nations of the world. Ila kastande kila bando shala bande kila granda zezekila ronda kabaya nullifying all their plans makerebo sondo kobra da kabashata turning their counsel to foolishness liga sande kile brondo prada kabordo kobo shanda kabaya making their plans of non-effect in the name of the Lord Jesus liga da kabara da bashata kabaya putting in place policies that go against all their plans hallelujah in the name of the Lord Jesus liga sonda kabaya Kerebo sombre de kisa katala bosta, avelon crocobo shatakabaya. Oh Lord, we bless your holy name, O oh God. We worship you for you are God all by yourself. Hallelujah. Leka Santa Kabaya Lavashata Kabaya. Oh Lana Mande Kizakataya. And at this time, oh God, that you have called us to pray, especially today all around the world, pray for the nations of the world. Leka Sande Kilamanda Karabashata. Lord, we decree and declare hallelujah. We see changes by your spirit, oh God. We see changes by your spirit. Sweet, fast changes in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. Because the perpetrators of evil, of this wickedness, of this violence, oh God, they do not, they were not planning for what is coming for them. Oh, we read the scripture in Psalm 2 yesterday in the message translation. And he clearly said, he said, the Lord scatters their plans, scatters everything that they had planned. After he laughed, he scattered their plans. And you said us, oh God, you brought it to our hearts, oh God, to pray at this time by the revelation of your spirit, oh God. And yes, we know that changes are already occurring in the realm of the spirit, hallelujah, and things are changing in the physical, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. For the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. You are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Glory to God. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to be the saints of God in prayer at this time. And we are still praying and fasting for the whole of today till 6 p.m. where we hook up to the Rhapsody of Realities um, Global Prayer Day. And we uh, meet with our man of God as he rounds off the prayers for the nation today. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for leading the saints in prayer again. 
Right now, over to you for the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Thank you. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the earth be glad. Let the people rejoice. For the Lord God reigns. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns, let the earth be glad, let the earth be glad, let the people rejoice. So the Lord God reigns, the Lord reigns, the Lord reigns, the Lord the Lord let the earth be glad, let the earth be glad, let the people rejoice. Lord, you ring, you ring, you ring, you ring, you ring, and we are glad. We are glad and we rejoice because you ring. <laughs> This gospel that came to us cost us the blood of many, many martyrs who were willing to die for it. We refuse to allow the gospel die in our time. We'll defend this gospel with all that we are and all that we have. For you reign in our time. You reign. You reign. The new creation cannot be defeated. The earth is ours and the fullness thereof. Lord, when you died and you rose, you said, all hail, all hail. You gave us the keys to death and the keys to hell. Hell will not prevail against the church. Not in our time. Not in our care. The gospel that you gave us, we continually grow and prevail in all the lands of human habitation, in every nation, amongst every people, in every tongue, in every tribe, in every language. All that we are and all that we have will count for this gospel. Our money will go in for this gospel. And we declare as we have continually prayed that our lands are not for sale. Our nations are not for sale. Thank you, Father. Because we have answers to every prayer we have made in this place since we started on, on the 17th of January. Father, thank you. None of the words that we have spoken, none of the words we've spoken in prayers, in prophecy, falls to the ground. The land is yours. You reign and the earth rejoices and the people are glad. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, amen. Let the people be glad. Let the people rejoice. Glory! Thank you, Father. Glory to God. I want to welcome everyone once again to our daily devotion, our times when we spend with the Lord as we are inspired by the word. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the opening prayers and for leading us daily in prayers of intercession for our people, for our land, for our leaders. 
even at this moment, we'll go straight into the devotional article for today. If you're looking at the screen, today is Friday, 14th May, 2021. And the title of today's devotional is just super exciting. There's more grace for you. There's more grace for you. If you know what grace means, you'll be shouting wherever you are at this time. If God is telling you right now that there is more grace. So that means as we read this devotional, the Lord is impacting more grace. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, if you have ever found it difficult to do something consistently, what you lacked wasn't ability, it was grace. And today you have that grace. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you listen to the message increase in grace, there are seven things that, are, that, that form the outworking of grace. So if God is saying I'm increasing grace today, he's telling you that those seven things have increased. He talked about acceptability. He talked about joy. He talked about pleasure. He talked about liberality. You know, all of those things are being increased in our lives today. I'm super excited. We should listen to the message increase in grace today so that you can understand what has increased in your life. Praise God. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth more grace unto the humble. He giveth grace unto the humble. James 4 and verse 6. They are those who think what they need is a double or more anointing but there's no place in the word of God where we are admonished to ask for more or double anointing what God gives is more grace glory to God the life that he's brought us into is one of grace to grace John 1 and verse 16 grace heaped upon grace glory to God oh thank you Jesus it's amazing how some people outrightly ignore or don't recognize the grace of God. There's so much grace that you can take advantage of, but grace must be recognized. Grace must be celebrated and grace must be used. Think about it. Look at this. He said grace must be recognized. If you recognize grace, if you celebrate grace, how does celebrating grace translate to using grace? What it means is that the grace that you celebrate, you will become a partaker of. You attract immediately a grace that you celebrate. He said you recognize it, you celebrate it, and you use it. What if you do not have it? How are you recognizing a grace that you do not have, celebrating a grace that you do not have, and Can anyone hear Sister Maka? Mm, can't hear her. Ma, we can't hear you again. Um, I think Sister Maka has network issue. Let's just please give her a few minutes to connect up. Thank you.
Asotokoba. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am, we can hear you. Thank you so much. Bakosa Kate Kelide Baya. Pastor Debbie, at what point did I go off? Hello, ma'am. Yes, I'm talking hear you. about, you just started talking about celebrating grace. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> so I was saying that um, 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 grace, it, it says that, but grace must be recognized, celebrated, and used. And I was saying that how do you translate from recognizing and celebrating grace to using it? If, for instance, it's a grace that you probably don't have at the time. It, what it means is that when you recognize a grace and you celebrate the grace, you automatically attract it for use. He said, think about it. God's throne is called the throne of grace, Hebrews 4 and verse 16. It says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In other words, you can take whatever grace you require. You have to determine which grace you need because there are several different graces. Is it the grace for soul winning? Is it the grace for giving as we have in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 6 to 7? Sister Joy, please open to 2 Corinthians 8, 6 to 7 in the NIV translation. Which grace do you want? This is a special season in God's calendar. He's releasing more grace. Take advantage of that special grace even now for your work, for your family, for your finances, for leadership. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, um, when you see words in this devotional, don't take it lightly and don't take it lightly. When you look at the different things the pastor labeled here, he said for your work, for your family, then he said for your finances. They are things that are common to all of us. Is it that you are in business or you have a job, that's work. We all have families, it's common. We all have finances because we all have need for money to use for one transaction or the other. Then he uses the word leadership. What is, what is the man of God saying? What, what is God saying to us today? If you know me very well, and if you followed me for a while, I am a champion for leadership. And I am a champion that says that everybody is called into leadership. There is, there's a leadership um, workshop that I'm organizing. I'm, I'm not sure of the date. I would announce it when the time comes. But it's a, it's a leadership for ministry. It's leadership for ministry. And... This is because in this last days, God is looking for leaders. Brothers and sisters, God is in need of leaders more than ever before in the history of mankind. The call to salvation, the call to discipleship was the call to leadership. If you read Matthew 28 from verse 19 to 20, the last part of that scripture, you will see when he says, go into all the world, he said, teach all nations. He said, teach all nations. He said, teach them the things that I have taught you. That is a call to leadership. So if you need grace today, you say, I've not been a good leader. I don't even know how to talk to somebody, not to talk about somebody following me. That grace is available today. Do you realize it requires grace to deal with certain people and handle certain situations? 
There are situations that you may not have been able to handle with your current level of grace, but with more grace you can. Oh, Sakalavashantabaya, I receive more grace. So, that means the Lord is promoting you to the next level with more grace for your new level. I receive that promotion now. Brothers and sisters, wherever you are, just say, I receive. Lord, I receive the more grace. I receive more grace. Call the area of your life that you require the grace. Lord, I receive more grace for family. I receive more grace for my finances. I receive more grace for my ministry of giving as a member of the heaven. I receive more grace for my leadership ministry in this world. I receive more grace for all the initiative and networks that you've committed to my trust. I receive more grace for myself. I receive more grace for my chapter in the capacity as DJ Finance. I receive more grace. I receive more grace. Grace for every area and ramification of my life. Glory to God. That means the Lord is promoting you to the next level. The Lord is promoting you to the next level. It is happening now, brothers and sisters. Now, now, now. That means the Lord is promoting you to the next level with more grace for your new level. More grace for your new level. Receive more grace for these times and walk in dominion and absolute victory and mastery over circumstances. By the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I say by the power of the Holy Ghost, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, by the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I'm enjoying more grace. I got grace, I got grace, I got grace, I got grace. Grace for every ramification of life. Oh, say, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment. Sister Joy, you read that scripture that I had mentioned. I think it's even one of the further study, right? Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's one of the further studies. So you can start with that, then take 2 Timothy and then go to Hebrews and then take us through the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much, everyone. And congratulations on your new level. This is what, this is not one of those devotionals. Today is different. God has visited us in a special way. And I know that that thing that has been difficult before now, brothers and sisters, it does, it's not just about this devotional time. It's a consciousness that you must have in any, in any area of life at any point in time, even one week from now or one month from now. If you ever come across any situation that, prove, that proves, that tries to, you know, prove that you are unable at that moment to handle it, just raise up your hand and say, there, Father, thank you. Because at this moment, I receive grace and you call the matter at hand and go ahead, speak in tongues and just go ahead and do what you need to do. For the spirit of God will pilot your journey and you will return with testimonies. Glory to God. Over to you, Sister Joy. God bless you, everyone. Wow. Wow. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. I've received more grace in full. Hallelujah. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. So um, I'm, I'm taking the further study, and I'm starting with 2 Corinthians 8, 6 to 7. It says, so we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion, completion this act of grace on your part. 
But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to be reading 2 Timothy 2, 1-2. to Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou had heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Praise God. And finally, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. It's on the screen. Praise God. Dear Father, I thank you for the different graces available to me in Christ. I take advantage and make full proof of the special grace you've given me to be a success in life, my job, ministry, finances, and in soul winning. By your grace, I reign and rule over circumstances. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Zia to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. I receive more grapes. We're going into the New Testament Bible reading plan for today. Congratulations to everyone that has been consistent with the Bible reading plan. We're in the book of John chapter 6. Yesterday, we were reading about Jesus, the living bread, and the bread from heaven. Today, we're going into from verse 60 to 71, reading the message translation. The caption, too tough to swallow. Verse 60, many among his disciples heard this and said, this is tough teaching, too tough to swallow. Jesus says that his disciples were having a hard time with this and said, does this throw you completely? What will happen if you saw the Son of Man ascending to where he came from? The Spirit can make life. Sheer muzzle and willpower don't make anything happen. Every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word. And so it is life-making. But some of you are resisting, refusing to have any part in this. Jesus knew from the start that some weren't going to risk themselves with him. He knew also who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you earlier that no one is capable of coming to me on his own. You get to me only as a gift from the Father. 
At this, a lot of his disciples left. They no longer wanted to be associated with him. Mm. Then Jesus gave the 12 their chance. Do you also want to leave? Peter replied, Master, to whom will we go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. We have committed, we have already committed ourselves, confident that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus responded, haven't I handpicked you the 12? Still, one of you is a devil. He was referring to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. This man, one from the 12, was even then getting ready to betray him. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts. In Jesus' name. I hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. When I moved over to the Old Testament reading of our Bible reading plan, and um, we're reading three chapters this morning. Um, first Samuel chapter, uh, first Kings, sorry, chapter 12 to chapter 14. I'll be sharing my screen right now. Okay. Now, the caption, Jeroboam. Ah, it's Rehoboam. Okay. Rehoboam traveled to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to inaugurate him as king. Jeroboam had been in Egypt, where he had taken asylum from King Solomon. When he got the report of Solomon's death, he had come back. Rehoboam assembled. Rehoboam assembled Jeroboam and all the people. They said to Rehoboam, your father made life hard for us. What? our fingers to the bone. Give us a break. Lighten up on us and we willingly serve you. Give me three days to think it over. Then come back, Rehoboam said. King Rehoboam talked it over with the elders who had advised his father when he was alive. What's your counsel? How do you suggest that I answer the people? They said, if you will be a servant to these people, be considerate of their needs and respond to their compassion with compassion. Work things out with them. They will end up doing anything for you. But he rejected the counsel of the elders and asked the young men who he had grown up with, who were now currying his favor. What do you think? What should I say to these people who are saying, give us a break from your father's harsh words? Lighting up on us, the young talks he had grown up with said, these people will complain. Your father was too hard on us, lighting up. Well, tell them this. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. If you think life under my father was hard, you haven't seen the half of it. My father trashed you 
with whips. I will beat you bloody with chains. Three days later, Rehoboam, Jeroboam and the people showed up just as Rehoboam had directed. When he said, give me three days to think it over, then come back. The king's answer was harsh and rude. He spawned the council of the elders and went to the advice of the younger sets. If you think life under my father was hard, you haven't seen the half of it. My father trashed you with whips. I will beat you bloody with chains. Rehoboam turned a deaf ear to the people. God was behind all this, confirming the message that he had given to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah of Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king hadn't listened to a word they had, they had said, they stood up to him and said, Get lost, David. We've had it with you, son of Jesse. Let's get out of here. Israel, and fast. From now on, David, mind your own business. And with that, they left. But Rehoboam continued to rule those who lived in the towns of Judah. Verse 18. When King Rehoboam next sent out Adoniram, head of the workforce, the Israelites ganged up on him, pelted him with stones, and killed him. King Rehoboam jumped in his chariot and fled to Jerusalem as fast as he could. Israel has been in rebellion against the Davidic regime ever since. The caption, Jeroboam of Israel. When the word was out that Jeroboam was back and available, the assembled people invited him and inaugurated him as king over Israel. The only tribe left to the Davidic dynasty was Judah. When Rehoboam got back to Jerusalem, he called up the men of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 of their best soldiers to go to war against Israel and recover the kingdom of Rehoboam. For Rehoboam, son of Solomon, at this time, the word of God came to Shemaiah, a man of God. Tell this to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, along with everyone in Judah and Benjamin and anyone else who is around. This is God's word. Don't march out. Don't fight against your brothers, the Israelites. Go back home, every last one of you. I'm in charge here. And they did it. They did what God said and went home. Jeroboam made a fort at Shechem in the hills of Ephraim and made that his headquarters. He also built a fort in at Penuel. But then Jeroboam thought it wouldn't be long before the kingdom is reunited under David. As soon as these people resume worship at the temple of God in Jerusalem, they will start thinking of Rehoboam, king of Judah, as their ruler. They would then kill me and go back to King Rehoboam. So the king came up with a plan. He made two golden cows. Then he announced, it's too much trouble for you to go to Jerusalem to worship. Look at these, the gods who brought you out of Egypt. He put one calf in Bethel, the other he placed in Dan. This was blatant sin. Think of it, people traveling all the way to Dan to worship a calf. And that wasn't the end of it. Jeroboam built forbidden shrines all over the place and recruited priests from wherever he could find them, regardless of whether they were fit for the job or not. To top it off, he created a holy New Year festival to be held on the, eight, on the 15th day of the eighth month to replace the one in Judah, complete with worship offered on the altar at Bethel 
and sacrificing before the cows he had set up there. He stuffed better with priests from the local shrines he had made. This was strictly his own idea to compete with the feast in Judah, and he carried it off with flair, a festival exclusively for Israel, Jeroboam himself leading the worship at the altar. Now we move over to chapter 13. <clears throat> and then this happened. Just as Jeroboam was at the altar about to make an offering, a holy man came from Judah by God's command and preached. These were God's orders to the altar. Altar, altar, God's message. A son will be born into David's family named Josiah. The priests from the shrines who are making offerings on you, he will sacrifice on you. Human bones bound on you. At the same time, he announced the sign. This is the proof God gives. The altar will split into pieces and the holy offering spilled into the desert. <clears throat> when the king heard the message, the holy man preached against the altar and death. He reached out to grab him, yelling, Arrest him! But his arm was paralyzed and hung useless. At the same time, the altar broke apart and the holy offerings all spilled into the death. The very sign the holy man had announced by God's command. The king pleaded with the holy man, help me. Pray to your God for the healing of my arm. The holy man prayed for him and the king's arm was healed as good as new. Then the king invited the holy man, join me for a meal. I have a gift for you. The holy man told the king, not on your life. You couldn't pay me enough to get him to sit down with you at a meal in this place. I'm here under God's orders and he commanded, don't eat a crumb, don't drink a drop. And don't go back the way you came. And he left by a different road than the one there was an old man, there was an old prophet who lived in Bethel. His sons came and told him the, the story of what the holy man had done that day in Bethel, told him everything that had happened and what the holy man had said to the king. The father said, which way did he go? His sons Okay, Brother John, let me share my screen so that you can read from my screen. It seems like there's a lot of interruptions coming on your... Okay, um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, let me... Yeah, a call just came in. Okay, please go ahead. From verse 11 again. There was an old prophet who lived in Bethel. His sons came and told him the story of what the holy man had done that day in Bethel, told him everything that had happened and what the holy man had said to the king. The father said, which way did he go? His sons pointed out the road that the holy man from Judah had taken. He told his sons, saddle my donkey. When they had saddled it, he got on and 
rode after the holy man. He found him sitting under an oak tree. He asked him, are you the holy man who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he said. Well, come home with me and have a meal. Sorry, I can't do that, the holy man said. I can neither go back with you nor eat with you in this country. I'm under strict orders from God. Don't eat a crumb, don't drink a drop, and don't come back the way you came. But he said, I'm also a prophet just like you. And an angel came to me with a message from God. Bring him home with you and give him a good meal. But the man was lying. So the holy man went home with him and they had a meal together. There they were sitting at the table together when the word of God came to the prophet who had brought him back. He confronted the holy man who had come from Judah. God's word to you. You disobeyed God's command. You didn't keep the strict order your God gave you. You came back and sat down to a good meal in the very place God told you, don't eat a crumb, don't drink a, drink, a drop. For that, you are going to die far from home and not be buried in your ancestral, ancestral tomb. When the meal was over, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him. Down the road away, a lion met him and killed him. His corpse laid crumbled on the road. The lion on one side and the donkey on the other. Some passerby saw the corpse in a heap on the road with the lions standing guard beside it. They went to the village where the old prophet lived and told what they had seen. When the prophet who had gotten him off track heard it, he said, it is the holy man who disobeyed God's strict orders. God turned him over to the lion who knocked him around and killed him, just as God had told him. The prophet told his sons, saddle my donkey. They did it. He rode out and found the corpse in a heap in the road with the lion and the donkey standing there. The lion hadn't bothered either the corpse or the donkey. The old prophet loaded the corpse on the holy man on, on his donkey and returned it to his own town to give it a decent burial. He placed the body in his own tomb. The people mourned, saying, a sad day, brother. After the funeral, the, the prophet said to his sons, when I die, bury me in the same tomb where this holy man is buried, my bones alongside his bones. The message that he preached by God's command against the altar at Bethel and against all the sects and religion shrines in the towns of Samaria will come true. After this happened, Jeroboam kept right on doing evil, recruiting priests for the forbidden shrines indiscriminately. Anyone who wanted to, anyone who wanted to, could be a priest at one of the local shrines. This was the root scene of Jeroboam's government and it was this that ruined him. <clears throat> we now quickly move to the last chapter of the day, chapter 14. At about this time, Jeroboam's son, Abijah, came down sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, do something. Disguise yourself so no one will know you are the queen and go to Shiloh. Ahijah the prophet lives there. Same Ahijah who told me I'll be king over these people. Take along 10 loaves of bread some sweet rolls and a jug of honey. Make a visit to him and he will tell you what's going on with your uh, boy. Jeroboam's wife did as he was told. She went straight to Shiloh and to Ahijah's house. Ahijah was an old man at this time and blind, but God had warned Ahijah. Jeroboam's wife is on her way to consult you, with you regarding her sick son. Tell her this and this and this. When she came in, she was disguised. Ahijah heard her come through the door and said, welcome, wife of Jeroboam. 
But why the deception? I've got bad news for you. Go and deliver this message. I received firsthand from God, the God of Israel, to Jeroboam. I raised you up from obscurity and made you the leader of my people, Israel. I ripped the kingdom from the hands of David's family and gave it to you. But you weren't at all like my servant David, who did what I told him and lived from his undivided heart, pleasing me. Instead, you set a new record in works of evil by making alien gods, sin gods, pushing me aside and turning your back. You've made me mighty angry. And I will not put up with it. I'm bringing doom on the household of Jeroboam, killing the lot of them right down to the last male wretch in Israel, whether slave or free. They've become nothing but garbage, and I'm getting rid of them. The ones who die in the city will be eaten by stray dogs. The ones who die out in the country will be eaten by carrion crowds, God's decree. And that is it. Go on home. The minute you step foot in town, the boy will die. Everyone will, come to his Everyone will come to his burial, mourning his death. He is the only one in Jeroboam's family who will get a decent burial. He's the only one for whom God, the God of Israel, has a good word to say. <laughs> and God will appoint a king over Israel who will wipe out Jeroboam's family, wipe them out right off the map. Doomsday for Jeroboam. He will hit Israel hard as a storm slaps reeds about. He will pull them up by the roots from this good land of their inheritance, weeding them out and then scatter them to the four winds. And why? Because they made God so angry with Asherah, sex and religion shrines. He will wash his hands of Israel because of Jeroboam's sin, which have led Israel into a life of sin. Jeroboam's wife left and went home to Tezah. The moment she stepped through the door, the boy died. They buried him and everyone mourned his death just as God had said through his servants, the prophet Ahijah. The rest of Jeroboam's life, the wars he fought, the way he ruled is written in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. He ruled for 22 years. He died and was buried with his ancestors. Nadab, his son, was king after him. Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 41 years old when he took the throne and was king for 17 years in Jerusalem. The city God selected from all the tribes of Israel for the worship of his name. Rehoboam's mother was Nama, an Ammonite. Judah was openly wicked before God, making him very angry. They set new records in sin, surpassing anything their ancestors had done. They built Asherah sects and religion shrines and set up sacred stones all over the place. On hills, under trees, wherever they, you looked. Worse, they had male sacred prostitutes polluting the country outrageously. Wow. All the stuff that God had gotten rid of when he brought Israel into the land. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam's rule, Shishak, king of Egypt, made war against Jerusalem. He plundered the temple of God and the royal palace of their treasures, cleaned them out. Even the gold shields that Solomon had made, King Rehoboam replaced them with bronze shields and outfitted the royal palace guards them. Whenever the king went to God's temple, the guards carried the shields, but always returned them to the guard room. The rest of Rehoboam's life, what he said and did, is all written in the chronicles of the kings of Judah. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam the whole time. Rehoboam died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. 
His mother was Nama, an Ammonite. His son, Abijah, ruled after him. Okay, with all this, we are looking forward to reading the book of First and Second Chronicles. Thank you very much, Tamaka, for this opportunity. And I'll hand over to Brother Martins. Thank you so much, Brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you're connected from around the world, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity. At this point, we are heading straight into our confession and affirmation segments. And um, affirmation will be on the screen at this point. Um, okay. Praise the Lord. So start with my name. You start with my name is. You see your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I your name am granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name face my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this point, I will kindly ask you to please unmute your mics as we take our permission at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is. My name is. my love Praise the Lord. So we're going straight into our communion segment at this point. And our text is taken from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you. The Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the breaking of bread. We declare that we will never be broken in life. We declare that eternal lives are present our reality. Father, thank you for that which you, the death of Christ, the burial and resurrection has consummated for me. We receive gladly the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We walk in the light of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, after the same manner also, when he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, this cup is in New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup, the blood of Christ, who was shared for us. Thank you. For this cup is the New Testament in, in its blood. As we take this cup, oh, parando, so jeki parando, glida hakadira. We declare grace, 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 grace. Everywhere around us, grace. It is an overflowing grace, grace in increased measure, grace everywhere, grace in our family, in our businesses, in our jobs, in our relationship. Everything that was connected to us speaks grace. Grace, grace, by the power of the Holy Ghost, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And yes, everywhere we go, everywhere we are seen, they take notice of the grace of God upon our life. Thank you, Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, Shada Gabron, the cold, Radhishta. Grace, 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 glory. I celebrate the grace of God upon my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. At this point, I will kindly hand over to the sister Marcus to goes through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Grace. Glory. Hallelujah. Grace, grace, grace. Right. Upon grace. Thank you so much, esteemed brother Martins. And thank you, everyone, um, for joining today's devotion. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, this holds every day, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. GMT plus one. And you see, as we read the Bible, we can see a lot. These things are documented for us to see and to be able to tell the things that God is excited about and the things that he frowns at. We're able to see the nature, the character and the personality of God and also to see that we were made after the order of the God kind. And, you know, as you read about Jesus, the things that Jesus did, he said that the same things you would do, he said, even greater works, praise God. As we read the Old Testament, you know, I see how that the deception of that man of God you see, and it just comes to board to the fact that it matters that you know God for yourself. If you know God for yourself, you will never be deceived by anyone in the office of a man of God. If for anything, in this last one year with the whole pandemic stuff, we have seen people who we genuinely thought were men of God, or maybe they were men of God, but they, they went astray at some point. We have seen them lead their congregation in a very wrong direction. But you see, those of us who know God for ourselves, of course, some of us are also blessed to have men of God who have stood for the truth, irrespective of what the world has thought about the whole stuff. But knowing God for yourself, you will never 
find yourself in that place where you're walking in the wrong direction. You know, I remember when it was NSA, in, um, the whole NSAS campaign in Nigeria. And even before my pastor, Pastor Chris, came out to say certain things, I had told, you know, in fact, I, 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 I attracted a lot of enemies when I specifically said, and I posted on my WhatsApp status, that this movement is of the devil. Oh, it didn't sit well with many people. It didn't sit well at all. It was okay to say, okay, um, it wasn't okay. We didn't have to, um, 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 you know, take a placard to say answers and all of that. You know, people told me that it's because I had never um, gone through um, any issues with SARS. That's why I'm talking like that. But you see, life is spiritual. It's not about what we see on the physical. And nobody is supposed, we, are, we as Christians are not supposed to respond based on what has been done to us. They did so many evil to Jesus Christ. But at the cross, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. God didn't call us for vengeance. God didn't call us to fight the government. He told us to pray for the government. It is easy to know that something is not of God because it will never align with the word. Where in the Bible did you see that people carried placard against the government and he walked? Where? You know, so we must know God for ourselves. And that's why we have these times of devotion. That is why we take time. We read the Bible. See, for your own good, when we are reading the Bible, don't be doing something else. Look at the screen, follow the scriptures as we are reading it. Because that is when the ministration of the spirit of God is done to your spirit. A man that God has spoken to, he said, go into the land, deliver my message. Do not sleep there, do not eat there, come out. Another man of God came and told him that an angel of God appeared to me and told me something. Ah, ah, how did you not know? So don't, don't say that, eh, eh, yes, I made that mistake because I was following the guidance of um, somebody I thought was a pastor. Oh, it's beautiful to follow the guidance of your man of God. But let's ensure that this man of God has proven by the scriptures that he is real. Because that is why we have the Bible. The Bible is like a, an evidential document that you can check the reality, the truth of everything because God himself documented the Bible. If it does not align with the written and documented word of God, it is not from God. It is the reason we have the Bible. And as leaders, please don't say, Thus said the Lord, when Thus said, God did not go anywhere to speak to you. If you are giving counsel as a person, give it. Don't say, God told you when God did not tell you, just because you want to achieve something with that member, just because you want to get the member to do something for you. Do not speak on behalf of God if he did not send you. We can speak by the inspiration that is within us. And, you, you, you know, as a leader, you can guide, you can counsel. Paul, when Paul was talking about not marrying, he said, uh, this thing I'm telling you, God did not send me. I'm just telling you as a person, me, Paul. Let's know when you are the one talking. It is my opinion. Oh, see, I just think that. Don't say, toss said the Lord. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's too... It's too much of a statement to make when God has not spoken to you. Because, see, we sit in sit where... People love, respect, and regard us, respect us, listen to our, our instructions because God placed them over us. But let's not abuse it. It, it said of Rehoboam, that Rehoboam broke new records in sin. How can it be documented concerning someone that he broke records in sin? May we rejoice in heaven that we broke records in the kingdom of God. What is the record you want to break this year? 
When people carry, when other Christians carry placards and join the NSAT movement, and other Christians join the Black Lives Matter movement on social media, what was their record that they wanted to break? There are so many records in the kingdom to break. Let's not join the world. Let's not allow the world dictate how we live our life and the things that we stand for. There is one thing that has been given to us to stand for. It is the gospel. If you, we haven't, we are not done with the gospel yet because the whole world is not yet one to Christ. Until we are done, we don't have any other assignment. Let's focus on our journey. Let's not allow the world derail us. Then look at the New Testament where we read in John 6 from verse 60 to 67. When Jesus spoke, there were certain things he said that didn't sit well with some people. And the Bible said many of his disciples left him. Many. And we're seeing it in these last days. Where many do not want to hear the truth. You speak the truth, they are against you. You speak the truth, they leave you. But it doesn't matter, brothers and sisters. I have raised myself through the years that if we were a hundred and I was the only one standing for the truth and the other 99 decide to go in a different direction, it is okay to stand alone. It is okay because I'm never alone. God is with me. As long as I stand with God, to one with God is majority. So brothers and sisters, these things that we read in the Bible, they are not stories. They are inspiration from the spirit of God so that we may live the life that God has called us to live. We might see by example, the things that God frowns at. And we have the Holy Ghost in us. Who is at work in us, but to will and to do of God's good pleasure. What greater opportunity, what greater advantage are we looking for? Enjoy your life in Christ. And please stand for the gospel. Why in a time when God really needs us to stand, I choose to stand. I don't know about you but I know that every one of us here, we are standing strong to the rapture of the church. And that time is not far anymore. Thank you so much, esteemed co-hosts, Brother Jose, Brother John, Sister Joy, Brother Martins, Pastor Deborah. Thank you for blessing us daily with the investment of your personalities. Thank you, everyone who comes here to fellowship with us daily. We'll see you again tomorrow at 6 a.m. God bless you. Let us at this point on meet as we share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. Dwell in the house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Praise Lord. Lord. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, too. If you are joining our Telegram group, the link is on the chat. So we'll leave it for another one minute. If you need to join, click on the link on the chat and join the Telegram group. Thank you so much.